This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose, or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This video is sponsored by Voxy. Hi guys, and welcome to another edition of the Blues Focus Preview Show. Uh, today I'm joined by James from Wednesday Till I Die. If you've got a big game tomorrow night on Sky Sports against Sheffield Wednesday, how are you doing, James? Yeah, cheers, Sam. Thanks for having me on, mate. Yeah, I'm all uh, all good. Thank you very much. Uh, apart from the weather, but fingers crossed, everything's all right for uh, for tomorrow's game. Yeah, I literally briefly just said then, like before we went live about, you know, whether the game would still be on or not, because you never know these days, do you, with the weather conditions. I think we saw it earlier this season, didn't we, with, um, I think it was uh, Rotherham versus Ipswich, wasn't it, where it literally got called off on the day. Yeah, yeah, well, it's been snowing up here, so uh, uh, yeah, fingers crossed we've turned the undersoil heating on, because if not, it could be a problem, but no, I think, I think we should be fine for tomorrow, to be fair. Yeah, hopefully it will be uh, all good for tomorrow. But in terms of sort of Shepherd Wednesday this season, it hasn't really been all good, is it? 23rd in the table at the moment. Um, two pretty bad games for you guys. 4-0 uh, defeat and then a 4-1 defeat as well. I suppose in situations like this, all you've got to think is the only way is up, right? Uh, you have, but I think, to be honest, all of the kind of hope has kind of evaporated in those last two games that you've just mentioned. That You know, the season has been awful. Um you know, you go back to, to to the summer. We've just got promoted from League One in you know dramatic circumstances. Obviously, coming back from four 0 down in the in the first leg against Peterborough, and then scoring in, in the manner that we did in in the final against Barnsley as well. You know, against Barnsley, you know, of of all teams, and then you know Darren Moore leaves. We bring Cisco Munoz in. He lasts ten games. We don't win one game at all uh, during his. Uh, short tenure um you know and, and obviously now we've brought danny rowling and things have got better but as you rightly said we're still we're still sat 23rd results aren't really good enough if i'm being perfectly honest they have got better but we are struggling somewhat and you know i'm just thankful that this game's at home because away from home our form has been absolutely appalling obviously we lost at your place earlier on in the season gave wayne rooney his first win of course obviously we know how that kind of if you're losing to rooney then you know things really aren't going your way (laughs) well exactly yeah um but no, the, the season's been, you know, I want to say ups and downs, but it's been more downs than ups, to be perfectly honest. And it has just been 
a real rough ride, especially with, you know, the owners that we've got, or say own, owner, should I say, Dejpon Chansiri, you know, these, uh, he's just t- totted up nine years um, at the helm of Sheffield Wednesday, and, uh, you know, quite a lot of us hope that that one's the last. And it's just really sad to see, really, that, you know, we can have such highs of last season and all the emotions and everything. And like I just said earlier, that has just literally evaporated with um you know with this season really how how poor it's actually gone yeah and you actually mentioned what i was going to bring up next which is obviously the ownership situation with chan siri and the whole sort of turbulence with that because i only have to look at you know the replies to sheffield wednesday's twitter account where a lot of it is you know chan siri out and i suppose with all of the chaos that happened at the start of the season with Darren Moore being sacked as manager and then this whole public thing where Chan Siri said about the fans and that and Birmingham fans know about bad owners because we've had our fair share of bad owners and when they lose the plot like that it's just terrible to see and you just want your club back and you want someone in charge that properly gets the club and I suppose with Chan Siri you just haven't had that. No, we haven't. Like I said, he's nine years in charge now. He just doesn't get it. He's just so out of touch with with everything, really. Uh, you know, he's, he doesn't know um, what it's like to be a football fan. Um, it's not a, a normal business, you know. All right, football is a business, but it's so different, you know. I always say, you know, if... If you're wearing Adidas trainers and they're not very good, you can easily wear Nike trainers. If I don't like Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, I can't just suddenly just go to to watch the other team down the road. It doesn't work like that, you know. You just go through through thick and thin, um, and and we're just being rinsed at for for every pound coin that we've got, um, you know, in terms of the season tickets, match day tickets, everything else. It's just you look at other clubs and and you think, how can they? you know, charge the prices that they do. And and he said, you know, early on in his tenure that, you know, you pay, pay these prices for the better players. We're still paying these prices. And quite frankly, the football that we're seeing is, is god-awful. I feel really sorry for, for Danny Real because he's trying his best, but there's only so much you can do with with, with a with a poor set of players that we've that we've actually got. And like I said, he's, he's trying to do his best, but, you know, I think we're just, we're falling short. January transfer windows come and gone. A lot of people were saying that, you know, we'll, um, we can't wait for January window because, you know, the chairman's going to back the manager and everything else. Well, it's come and gone and he hasn't really been backed. Four have left, four have come in. And I don't think the four that have come in are, you know, improved the squad in any way, shape or form, um, which is, yeah, not not great at all. And, and, and now, you know, like I said, two hammerings that we've had recently and, and everyone just, I think... It was a bit undiv- like divided before. A lot of people are thinking, is the grass green on the other side? Now, to be fair, it doesn't have to be much greener to be any better than what we've currently got, to be honest. Um, and a lot of people are saying, yeah, but he's, he's bankrolling the club. He's putting £2 million in uh, a month, which is how much we're losing, which is ast- you know, astronomical amounts of money to say that we're not really spending a great deal. Um, and you know, people are saying, well, can someone come in and, and, and do that right now? Or... You know, it, it suddenly might just pull the plug in and we might be in a real, you know, whole world of pain and a whole lot of trouble. The thing is that, that that's not really a reason just to carry on with with really poor owners, in in my opinion. You know, there will be someone out there to buy Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. You know, you've seen it yourself recently. There is people out there that can that can do that, but the problem is, is he's not public uh, publicly put the club up for sale. So 
you're never going to find anyone if you if if you don't put that for sale sign outside Hillsborough. So, yeah, it's um, I think the tides turned though in, in the last week, and a lot of people are uh, very much Chancery out. Uh, there will be a protest on Friday. Um, the 1867 group have printed 15,000 flyers off. So, wow. uh, yeah, if you see uh, if you see some yellow yellow flyers uh, dotting around the ground that's exactly what the what, what the four on friday so we'll see how see how that goes the atmosphere could be um a little bit hostile let's say because mm, there was protests last season and when birmingham played west brom there was like a demonstration uh, that tommy filmed on our channel and it was one of the things where every fan was on the same page it just got to the point where it was so bad that regardless of what you thought about you know people before beforehand or whatever they'd all united in this sort of stance and i suppose with this financial issue as well, you speak about, you know, 2 million being put in, but then that's how much you're losing. It makes it so hard to do transfer business then, doesn't it? And the players that have come in, I believe they're all loan signings, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've brought yeah. James Beadle, the goalkeeper on loan from Birmingham. He was at Oxford. That loan got terminated and, he, and he's come to us. Oh, it was, uh, it was uh, Brighton, wasn't it? Because I think we were interested in him as well. So he nearly went to Birmingham. Yeah, yes. It was one of the things where Rooney kind of, perhaps wanted to replace the goalkeeper with someone that's a bit more comfortable on the ball. I don't know if that's the case with Beadle from what you've seen so far or. Yeah, I think he does, you know, he, he does play like an 11th outfield player, uh, you know, a modern goalkeeper, as people keep saying, you know, which is, is not like uh, Cameron Dawson, the other goalkeeper instantly has picked up an injury. So, uh, so he's just, you know, Beadle that's been playing and uh, PS Charles had to step in uh, for the, uh, for the FA cup another youngster that, that come through the ranks. Um, yeah, he's he's you know he's much more confident on the on the ball and everything and and yeah that's that's one of them. Ike Ugbo is another one who you'd might have seen at Cardiff. Uh, he's come from uh, French side Troyes. He was on loan at Cardiff again. The loan got cut short and he's and he's come to us. And then the other two is Jan Perveda. Uh, he's not called Ian as I first uh, first thought. It is Jan. Um, I thought that as well actually when I saw him. Like um, <laughs> he was linked with us on deadline day because he'd worked with Mowbray at Blackburn. And there was like rumours that he was going to be moving somewhere. And then obviously he's gone to you guys. And uh, yeah, I did think it was Ian Perveda as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Jan, uh, Jan Perveda uh, from uh, from Leeds. He's come in, uh, he only played about 20 minutes in the 4-0 defeat at Huddersfield, but he did look bright, to be fair. Uh, and then uh, the other one is the one that you would uh, know, Frederick uh, Pedersen, which, um, yeah, he had an awful game on Saturday and I'm yeah. dreading it if he's going to be playing um, on on Friday night, especially with uh, with the pace that you've got, you know, on your uh, on the wings, so yeah, that could be uh, could be an interesting one to be fair because he was absolutely god awful. He was at fault for one of the goals, um, nearly conceded another, which was his fault. And you know, it, it looks like he's running through treacle. So yeah, as, as I said, I'm not too um, pleased. Let's say with the signings that we've made, we've signed a goalkeeper. I didn't think we really needed one. Uh, in all in all honesty, I thought Vasquez, who, who we sent back to AC Milan, was was all right to be fair um yeah we brought in a left back we didn't we needed a striker and we didn't get one and and it's just so disappointing from our point we've scored 22 goals in 30 games you know the writing's there the writing's on the wall like we we, we need a striker we need a goal scorer and i know everyone wants a goal scorer you know that's what every team needs yeah it's like half the division isn't it they always look yeah. for a striker i mean especially well, in every- your guys case because you're the lowest scorers in the championship so you desperately needed one well, everyone wants one and, you know, they're like rocking all shit, but you've, you've got to, we didn't even attempt, well, I can't say we didn't attempt to sign one. I'm sure we did, but we didn't get one in. Um, we got Ike Ugbo. 
he's not going to score us the 10, 15 goals or whatever it is we need. Well, we need probably probably 10 goals in the next 16 games from from someone. And I don't think that's him, to be perfectly honest. Because mm, um, going back to Christian Pedersen, I'm sure it's a talking point that Blues fans, you know, want to find out more about kind of from your perspective of like what you thought when you signed him, because he's someone that played 155 games for Birmingham. It was a love-hate relationship with a lot of fans of Pedersen. The first season he was at Birmingham, I thought he was fantastic. You know, it was a regimented system he played under Gary Monk, 4-4-2, kept it very simple for him. But then what he'd done was really effective. But then as managers tried to sort of move him around positions where he played like the left of a back three, it really seemed to catch him out. And he seemed, you know, out of position a lot of times. And there was one instance where um, we conceded a goal, I think it was against Coventry, where he's kind of just on like the edge of the box, just kneeling because he knows like the chance has gone or whatever for him to get back rather than actually making an effort to run back. And after that, Blues fans are like, oh, I've seen enough. But yeah. I think the consensus among Sheffield Wednesday fans when he signed was, okay, championship experience. But yeah, not a great debut, was it? Uh, no. For me, the way I look at it is, is it Swansea who aren't, you know, aren't much better than what we are at the moment? They're only a few places above. And he can't get in their side. I think he's played four appearances for them. He has, The last yeah. time he played was, you know... October or something. We're in February now. So when we sign him, I'm thinking, you know, if he signs a player that had played four Premier League games, then you're thinking, all right, fair enough. He can't get into the Premier side, but he's making a drop down. He might, he might be good enough for the championship. But when you've got a player that can't even break into a championship side, coming to another championship club, look, I know players sometimes did they don't work at certain clubs and they work, you know, in better systems or managers can get more out of them. But when we when you first sign a player like that, it, you know, it's not brimming with much confidence and and yeah, he, he got chucked straight in there. We signed him on the Thursday, he played on the Saturday. Marvin Johnson picked up a little in, a little injury. Some people have said he got the face on uh, because it, not, it was uh, linked with Ipswich and that deal didn't come to anything. So I don't know which one to agree, whether he, whether he's kind of said that he weren't playing or, or he has picked up an injury. But that's by the by. But Pedersen gets thrown straight in there with, you know, one one day's training or what you know, one training session. And I just wish he hadn't, to be perfectly honest. I wish someone else had played. Thomas for Huddersfield for just got past him four or five times. Uh, that was just in the first half. And then, you know, the second half, he did exactly the same. And uh, like I said before, it looked like he was running through treacle and he had an awful debut. Like, honestly, if he never plays for Sheffield Wednesday again, I'm, I'm, I won't be bothered. I'm really, you know, from that first performance. I'll always give someone a chance, but, you know, we've got Reese James. I don't know what... Reese James is, is, is better than what Pedersen is. I don't know why he, he, we can't play him, but that's by the by. Mm, yeah I suppose like when you sort of explain about Pedersen not really having like any proper minutes since October it does make sense perhaps you know his performance where he looked a bit lethargic and that but um yeah be playing against us tomorrow club that he's very maybe, familiar maybe. with but in maybe so, sorry what's that he might be but he might not uh I hope he isn't yeah. I hope Marvin Johnson's back because that means that Pedersen won't be playing but we'll see we'll see what happens yeah, exactly. We'll see. And um, in terms of sort of Birmingham players that have caught your eye this season, I know obviously our league position isn't fantastic and like it's been very up and down for us this season. But from what you've seen from us, um, what kind of players are you looking at and going, OK, they may be able to cause us um, some problems or whatever? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jay Stansfield is one that always uh, 
stands out. You know, I think he's a, I think he's an excellent striker. Um, you know, he's he's obviously made that step up and 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 he's he's doing well. You know, I think he's he from Fulham, but obviously he was on loan, yeah. weren't he? At um, I want to say. I want to say Exeter, but I don't think it was Exeter, was it? or was it? Yeah, there, there we go. Yes. Me, uh, I should just trust myself. But yeah, he's he's made the step <laughs> up and he's he's scoring the goals. Um, Dan Bailey is one that really excites me. To be honest, he's lightning quick, um, and I feel like he's going to cause us all sorts of problems. You know, down whichever side he plays on. I know he can play on the left or the right. Um, you know, I'm, if he comes up against Pedersen, then yeah. We're in for a tough, tough old, uh, old night to be honest. But yeah, he's an, he's another one that I think um, is really exciting. He's a player that you always want. You always want someone to get you know bums off seats, and I'm sure he does that. I know Barry Bannon um, cropped him, let's say, uh, in the game at St Andrews and, and brought him down. I know uh, you you guys probably thought that should have been a a red card, but um, yeah, he, he, I'm sure he's probably one of the most fouled players in the in the league uh, at, at the moment. Um, yeah, Bakuna scored a, a fantastic goal against us, didn't he? At, at St Andrews, that was a you know a really good strike. That one, I don't know if he does that, in, you know, every week or whether that was a bit of a fluke. But you know, he's another mm. one that um, you know that we need to look out for. And then the the signing that you made in uh, on on deadline day as well, uh, Pritchard. We, I don't, I think he went. Did he go off in the in your last game um, against West Brom? So Bronx? with Pritchard, he came off a half time in the West Brom game and Mowbray said in his press conference the game may come a bit too soon for him so I'm not expecting him to play well that'd be good actually because he played uh, against us in the playoff uh, semi-final uh, in League One obviously not the not the one that we went up in the, the one the season before and he was a nightmare like just one of those players that just he's like a little Yorkshire Terrier like you know like little Jack Russell around your feet all the time and just annoying you one of those really annoying players um and and yeah, I think I don't know if he scored against us in the uh, in the semi final, but I know he was just yeah always there and causes all sorts of problems in the in the second leg at Hillsborough where they you know they scored that late late goal and uh, and they went through to the final and you know the rest is history. They're back they're back in the championship. So yeah, he's another one that uh, yeah I'm thankful that he's not playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he looks like he'll be absent for the game. I imagine Jordan James will come in for him. But um, in terms of sort of Sheffield Wednesday for the game tomorrow, when the lineups get announced, when you look at your phone or whatever and you see the lineup, what sort of players are you looking for Sheffield Wednesday to start in this game if you are going to sort of pick up the three points? Yeah, I mean, the, the ones to watch, um, Jedi Kasama is one, you know, very much uh, very much like Dan Bailey. You know, he does get you, get you off your seat. He is quick. Um, he is a bit speedboat, no driver at times. You know, he does just run and run and run. And, he, you know, sometimes he hasn't got that end product or, you know, most of the time he hasn't got an end product, to be honest. But you have to kind of accept that because at the end of the day, if he did have the end product with his pace, he wouldn't be playing for Sheffield Wednesday. That you know, I know that for certain. So he is still learning his trade. He's only 19 years old. We got him from Paris Saint-Germain of all places. So he, you know, he's certainly got the, got the pedigree. He just needs to learn to, you know, he's one of them players that he'll beat you twice and he'll try and beat you again for a third time. When actual fact, you know, he could have just played the easy pass. He has scored uh, two fantastic goals. He scored a goal against Hull, uh, and then he scored one against Coventry in the uh, in the FA Cup as well, which were really really good finishes. Plays as more of an inverted winger, so he'll um, you know he's not going to get to the byline and, and whip a crossing. Um, 
he'll want to cut inside. You know, he'll play on the left. He'll cut inside onto his right foot, and he'll he'll try and have a have a shot at any any opportunity. Like I said, a couple have gone in, a couple have gone a bit wayward, but he's he's certainly one that uh, that does excite us. We've got another one that's very similar on the other side. Anthony Masaba. He came from Monaco, um, very much in the same ilk. Thing is, we 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 haven't got both of them firing at the same time. Masaba. Early on in the season, after Danny Rill came in, he was doing really well. Um, you know, like I said, very much like Gasama, and it, they seem to have switched. You know, Masaba's gone off the boil a little bit, um, but Gasama's now, uh, you know, now, now fire. Masaba's a little bit old; I think he's twenty-three. So, um, <clears throat> but again, you know, just quite not quite got that uh, that end product there just yet. Um, other than that, I mean, Deshaun Bernard uh, at centre back, he's another sign that we made in the summer. Came from Man United. Uh, had a couple of uh, loan spells elsewhere, and we picked him up on a free. He's he's another one that really cool, calm, and collected. He's you know Jamaican international. Uh, we've only got him on a you know on, on a, a year contract, which is a bit annoying because I'd like to have, you know kept him for a little bit longer. And I'm not sure what's going to happen with him in the summer, but at the moment he's a Sheffield Wednesday player, and you know he's he'll bring the ball out of defence. You know he wins most of his battles in the air. He did make a mistake in, in the Huddersfield game for their fourth goal, a really poor back pass, uh, which uh, left the keeper in absolute no-man's land. But, you know, other than that, he's not really made many mistakes, to be honest, and, and he's, uh, you know, he's a he's a solid one. Striker-wise, Bailey Kadamatri, again, another youngster, he's only 19 years old, came through the, the youth academy. Very few players actually come out of our youth academy, to be honest. Um, you know, not, not many of them make it whatsoever. So to see, you know, one of our own uh, playing on playing and, and scoring goals. He scored against Coventry in that four one defeat. You know, he, he brought it back to one one. Uh, that's his fourth goal of the season, having, you know, made his you know, made his senior debut, I think probably fourteen or fifteen games into the season. So, you know, he's he's done that in fairly short space of time and you know, he's not got many many professional games under his belt either. So that's another one that you perhaps need to look out for. He'll press He'll run and run and run, you know, as a 19-year-old, he's, he's full of energy, um, always learning all the time. He's not very strong. He's not going to win many many headers. You know, he's not going to hold the ball up. Uh, he has scored a header, incidentally, in, in those four, but, it, you know, he's um, it, he'll quite easily get, you know, knocked off the ball. But most of his goals have been one-touch finishes, you know, in the box, one touch, one touch, back of the net. And, he, you know, he doesn't, he only needs a sniff and, and he knows where the back of the net is. I think he's got, I think he's still the leading goal scorer for the under twenty threes. Um, I think he scored something like fourteen goals or whatever it was in about ten games or or something ridiculous. So yeah, he's he's probably one of the few players that has actually got a bit of confidence in them. So yeah, he'll, he's another one to to watch out for. Mm, so lots of uh, young, vibrant players there. With, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah experience in the middle. Yeah, it's a shame. You know what? We we don't have m- much youth. We was crying out for it last season and the season before. You know, I think we had one of the oldest squads in League One last year. So you know, I, we have got some experience. You know, Barry Bannon is obviously one that everyone everyone knows about. Um, you know, Marvin Johnson, he's thirty two. Will Volks, I think he's thirty years old as well. Uh, Liam Palmer, he's also one of our own, but he's thirty two as well I think so you know there's uh, there's a lot of lot of experience but you know the, the youth players are the ones that are that are the most exciting to be fair you know you know I'm not going to see Liam Palmer put out a 10 out of 10 performance but you might get that out of uh, you know Bailey Kadamatra yeah and that's really refreshing to see isn't it sort of like when you do have that youthful sort of blending the team where you've got 
the players that have come through the academy, perhaps, you know, lone players that are just looking for that chance to shine. Because we've had it before where, like, we've had our hands tied behind our backs in transfer windows where, you know, we've had to sign these players that are, you know, lone players from big six clubs or whatever, or like, you know, the free agents that have got like a point to prove or something. And sometimes that can be a point in the team where, like, you know, people look to them like the fans and go, okay, you've got something to prove here. So you're going to give your all. But perhaps I've seen the Sheffield Wednesday team this season, that's not necessarily been the case what would you sort of put this down to um the, the start was awful uh cisco munoz has just, just ripped the whole squad apart you know when teams get promoted i think you know they might not have the talent but i think the the what they have in kind of togetherness and uh grit and determination can can sometimes get teams fairly you know quite far but the fact that all that just got kind of ripped up, tore apart uh, and everything. I think, you know, it was almost starting from afresh. And the fact that Cisco Munoz just didn't have a clue. We were already all, no, already on the back foot, you know, 13 games until we've won, won you know, our first game this season, which is, you know, horrendous. To say that we had the longest unbeaten record last season to go to probably, you know, one of the longest periods of time you know without winning a game uh you know literally not even you know not even a year down the line is mental um and then it's just been it has just been a slog you know danny rail's come in and he's totally changed the style of football so it took him a long time to to get up and running um obviously i've mentioned these youth players that have got a point to prove but they've come they haven't come you know off the back of a lot of confidence or already playing well they've, they've come to Sheffield Wednesday to get some minutes and to get some game time under the belt and sometimes you know when you when you are in a bit of a relegation scrap that's not really the type of players that you want it's not the time to to start tinkering and, and just seeing if someone's all right or not you know th that's where everyone is, needs to dig deep you need to battle and and win the points that you need and yeah it Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's just it's just not work for us at the moment. And I've been thinking about this over the past couple of days. And as much as Danny really is, I think he's a fantastic manager, and I think he's he's going to go far. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be you know a top top manager, but I'm sure he'll go on to have a have a great managerial career. I just feel that nothing to do with him, but I just feel like he's the right manager, but just at totally the wrong time because we haven't got the squad to be able to do what he wants us to do. We haven't got the the um the, the talent or the you know the, the just the strength in depth really to, to actually do what he wants you know to do play the high pressing game we're getting to 60 odd minutes we're having to make substitutions because you know players are just tired mm -hmm. and then when we do bring those players on invariably that's that's the point where the wheels start to come off and you know on saturday we conceded four goals in 12 minutes which is just inexcusable to be honest and i think um We've gone behind 19 times this this season. We've won one, drawn another. Um, no, sorry, it's 21 times, and we've lost 19 of them. Like I said won, won one it's and drawn reading. one. No. And I suppose that can dampen the morale of the players. But I mean, for both teams, tomorrow night is a massive game because we don't want to get sucked into it. You guys want to get out of the relegation zone. So saying all of that, what is the score going to be? Uh, what's the score going to be tomorrow? Uh, can I have two? Because my 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 head and my you heart can. are saying different things. You know, my head is saying that we've got no confidence whatsoever. Uh, you boys seem to be playing better football under Tony Mowbray. Um, you'll be you know 
looking at this fixture and thinking, you know, they've just been pumped twice. We could probably do something similar. I think you're probably going to beat us 2-0. I want to say, yeah, I'll say 2-0. But my heart is saying that having been beat twice in the manner that we have, we are better at home. You know, players need to show up. And what you know? What a time to do that than your, your next game at home. You know there is going to be a, a you know that protest beforehand. It's I think the I know I said the 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 atmosphere might be a bit tense, but I also feel that you know we'll just get behind them. It's a case of back the team and not the regime kind of mentality. And I think that you know we've seen what that can do in in some of the games. And, and my heart's saying that we can probably reverse that scoreline and beat you two nil instead. So 2 0 either way. It'll be 2 0 regardless. 2 0 either way, yeah, I think, yeah. Who gets the goals? Okay, brilliant. Thank you for your time, James. Um, no problem. Just want to shout out sort of anything that's happening on your channel coming up or like in the coming weeks. Yeah, well, you can just find us, uh, just search for the Wednesday Till I Die podcast on all the major podcasting platforms. Uh, we do um, uh, what we call the debate show uh, on YouTube on a Wednesday evening at eight o'clock. So, um, you know, win, lose, or draw, we'll be, we'll be doing that. Obviously, we've got. We've got Leicester on the Tuesday night as well, so we'll be talking. Uh, well, it's, it's fans' opportunity to come on and talk about you know Birmingham, the Birmingham game and the Leicester game as well. So yeah, if people want to come on, like I said, just search for the Wednesday Till I Die podcast or at WTID Pod on all the socials. Will do. Thank you so much for your time, James. And um, we'll have a watch along tomorrow for the game as it's on Sky Sports. So uh, Tommy will be doing that. So make sure to um, watch that and uh, make sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, keep right on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.